0: Welcome back to clear talk on this episode we're going to talk about what makes an integrable entrepreneur
1: and then we discuss what you should do if you can't afford to hire professionals in your business and
0: lastly should you strengthen your weaknesses or should you learn to delegate by the way let us know in the comments down below what are some weaknesses you're facing in your business right now enjoy the show This is my- Welcome back to Clear Talk. I'm your host, Armin Shafi. This is my co host, Jeanette O'Darrow. And this is the number one show for entrepreneurs and coaches who need clarity in their business, in their life. You ask your questions, we answer them on the show live every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time and so here we are again live and if you're on YouTube by the way right now you're watching this on YouTube the recordings make sure you hit that subscribe button then in that little notification bell so you get notified every time we come up with a brand new episode or when we post new training videos for coaching building a coaching business and all that stuff we post every single week so make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on Facebook right now share this video so that other people can join us in the fun in the live show right now so we can answer some questions live as well and if you're on Instagram then thank you for joining us send us as a DM to a few people so they can also join us as well. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. What episode is this? 35?
1: 35. Yeah. 35.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, J. A. you We're going to have a good show.
1: That. A great show, as usual. So how was your weekend? Do you want to do that or do you want to just hop into questions? I want to
0: hop into questions. Yeah,
1: you're ready to go? It sounds good. So our first question comes to us from John Gray. When you look to expand your team, do you pick specialists or people who can wear multiple hats?
0: Specialists. See, here's the thing though, in the beginning of a business, when it's a startup, everybody needs to wear multiple hats. So you can't really find a specialist. Like I can't find someone who's like a master copywriter when I'm just a startup, it's not gonna happen. So by default, like in the beginning of things, you have to find people that are actually good at multiple hats. So when I'm starting a team, I need someone who could do multiple things. Jay could do multiple, multiple things. Lauren could do multiple things. Isaiah could do multiple things. Imam could do multiple things. And I can do multiple things. Um, so in the beginning, it's more important to find someone that can help you with all parts of your business. Now when you grow, you don't want that, right? Yeah. So when we start to grow a team and you know we're hitting consistent revenue, we wanna scale, uh, you need people that are very good at what they do, or at least good at the few things that they do, like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still cool with like, one, like for example, Lauren being good at like copywriting for emails and ads and, uh, and graphic design, for example. But that's still all encompasses related to each other. I would never be okay with uh, two completely unrelated things like if she was doing that and accounting, like that would be, you know. But in the beginning, if you're low staffed, then obviously it's it's a lot easier to have people that just know how to uh, malleably adjust themselves so they can do multiple things, and get stuff done. So in the beginning of your business, in a startup phase, The goal is to have um, people that can just help you do everything, that get stuff done, which means multiple hats. Mm -hmm. But when you grow, you want to, the only way to really grow, just to be honest, the only way to really scale a company, is if you can, what is that?
1: No, no, I'm just, uh, what are you saying? I was preemptively doing what you were gonna say, just go. (laughs)
0: Um, The only way to grow a company is to be able to get each person focused on one very good skill set that they have, so that everyone could kind of mastermind um, and be like an expert in that field. So um, that's my real answer. That's that's what I... When I'm growing a company, I don't want multiple hats. I want someone who's really good at one thing. Yeah. Um, and then I want to get everyone who's really good at one thing at a time. So that it's a whole team of like really good expert people. So... But in the beginning, it's different. So...
1: Yeah. I think what Armin said is really powerful. Especially having people who <laughs> can wear multiple hats in a specific bubble of things. Right? Because especially as, as you said, like everyone in our team has multiple hats within... a a governing body right so as things progress and we can communicate on various topics because we all have specific things that we know in addition to a little bit of like secondary things that we know as well so it kind of really helps the team be more collaborative in a sense you know of course Armin is the CEO but we have marketing meetings and we all sit together and we're talking about different things whereas you know in the meeting there's a couple of people who are more experienced on that thing Mm -hmm. but based on you know the fact that we all have Uh, a certain level of additional knowledge, we can come together and collaborate and come to a decision based on X, Y, and Z as a team and as a unit, right? But it is important, like Armin said, to have people who who are versed in one specific subject matter. So for example, like marketing is a huge bubble of multiple different things. But EMOD knows a bit about everything within that space. So as a a digital marketer, as an ads person, whatever it may be, it's his responsibility in that sense to be versed in marketing in general. So that allows him to, you know, get extra knowledge and expertise on different segments of marketing because marketing is vast. Right. So Lauren, too, can come in and have the, the, the amount of copyright knowledge she has and then learn about copyright ads, which like seem similar, but they're so different. So I think it's really important that even if you are going to pick people who can wear multiple hats, make sure that they're correlated industries or or departments, in a sense, so that they can really expand within that department and they can help your team uh, get a little bit further by the extra knowledge that they gain within that big umbrella head. For example, if we're going for marketing,
0: think of it like a funnel. Uh, you want to start oh, them good wide. example. Yeah, yeah want yeah. start them wide. yeah, and they can do all the things with you. And then you want to start honing their skills into one focus in Perfect. your business. yeah. And then once they do that, there's obviously other areas here that they have to neglect now. Mm-hmm. But that's where you think about hiring another person mm, or getting yes. a new intern something and giving delegating that to them. So we're doing that right now, actually, we're in the phase of um, getting Lauren to get really good at one specific type of copywriting, which is for ads because that produces income for the company. So, um, and emails, like those two are the most important. And then Imad is also getting really good at ads, like running actual ads and split testing and all this. So what are we doing is we're hiring a third person, uh, like an assistant to both of them, that can take care of all the minuscule things that don't take skill, it just takes time. And yeah. so we're delegating that to them as they get focused on one specific important skills. And then if they get so busy that the assistant gets too busy, now we get a second assistant. And yes. so, so it's like every time you funnel down to get more accurate, there has to be more people that like kind of take the baton for yeah. the other stuff, but the goal is to get each person on your team to one really good thing that they're good at. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, they can't be really good at something and still juggle a couple other things. It sure does. In any startup company, any um, in any company, not even startup, even medium large size, there's always the people that do multiple things, mm-hmm. but they're good at doing multiple things because their their skill set is getting stuff done, not specifically a a professional thing or like a specific like type of work but they're good at getting stuff like she's a getting stuff done kind of person right Lauren's a getting stuff done kind of person if I think about it everyone on our team is a getting stuff done kind of person that's why we grow so fast because we are we I call it an IFO uh, figure it out <laughs> we're like figure it out people you know I'm making that a yeah. thing an IFO method I bro. like it well it sounds good Well, I, I've realized in business it's like Lauren write that down well it's been in my head for a <laughs> long time um, I, I just like people like make excuses but really if you just if you leverage the power of IFO just figure it out wow you figure it out like I don't, I don't know like the I,
1: IFO training coming next week
0: I, I just I always look at it like what how have we gotten where we gotten? oh FIO. FIO yeah FIO, F-I-O. that's funny I mean. FIO I didn't say it I didn't uh, say oh <laughs> my bad my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I know it sounded weird uh, FIO yeah. FIO so FIO. FIO the FIO method so figure it out like yeah. Um, how do we get here? Not because any one of us were experts in one thing. No, no, no. no. We just learned to figure it out. We became an expert in FEO and get. figuring it out. That's, that's what we became an expert in. But in the beginning, you need people like that, right? Yeah. And I think forever you'll need people like that. But eventually, you need to get people that are just really good at one thing just really good at, at media buying, just really good at copywriting, just really good at that. And they can, they can, they have complementary skill sets to that that help them do that better but yes. never spending the phone fo- like in the beginning beginning yeah you might have one or two people on your team just you and one other person or two other people and they might have to do multiple things like like a year ago when we were half this size of team right we were half this team size you were doing like a lot more weird stuff than what you're just doing now not just operations <laughs> but now you're just operations yes and yeah, so um it's fine. yeah so and, and you know it's, it, and think about it like this, even as a CEO, as a coach in your business. Yeah, Roman does a lot. As the person yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the yeah. CEO, I like you need to do everything, right? But the goal is what? The, the, you get to the point where your team is handling so many things yeah. that you just focus on the one thing only you can do, which is the delivery of the actual service or product that you're selling. So I am slowly, uh, and I'm really proud to say this, that every one of my team is getting really good at what they do. Um, and it's taken a long time to get here months and some, for some of them years with me where I've, they've shattered me. I've worked with them. We've gone back and forth. We've done multiple projects together where, where I actually trust like Lauren making copy now or Iman fixing up a funnel, um, or, you know, looking at our ads or or Isaiah making us videos that are going to sell and really work well, or, or, um, or Jeanette like taking care of the operations and make sure everything's like sealed and good to go. I actually trust that. So what, what happens for me is I started as this person who had to kind of do everything with them. But as I got help and I got them really good at doing those things for me, what happened is I reached a point where now I can focus on just being a really good coach for my clients. Um, and so with the, with the dozens of clients we have, I get to focus on building a good product. Yeah. I get to focus on being a good marketer of my stuff because only I can sell it because it's my face, my, you know, my product. So um, that's the goal. Eventually, again, funneling down to um, Armin just does the delivery and we have an entire marketing machine here that is getting clients, you know, ex- getting us exposure, making sales. If the business is built in a way where the actual business part of my business is automated and in terms of streamlined, like there's people running it and they're mm-hmm. good, everyone's benefiting the best because they have something they're good at. But I literally just focus on delivering. And what I mean by that is look at Tony Robbins. I'm sure um, he is the CEO of his own company, even at his level. Yeah. Um, but when you look at him, he's probably spending 95% of his time like actually delivering his products. Oh, absolutely. He's traveling, teaching, coaching. Yeah. Uh, 5% of it is maintaining and managing probably his top leaders in the company to yeah. make sure everything's running well. But that's just maintenance. Like, he's just inspiring them, keeping them up to date, seeing where the numbers are at. But most of the time, you see this guy on the stage. You see him Absolutely. doing his work, his actual delivery. Yeah. That is the goal in every person's business. As a coach, you want to get to the point where you're just delivering. Um, but to do that, you got to start with people who are, you know, jack of all trades in terms of doing all stuff and then get them really good at one thing and then, like, it always keep delegating, like, the funnel upwards, right? So more... Yeah, beginner people at the, the wider part of skills and get the people that are really good on one specific accurate thing that they're good at that makes generates money for the company and generates that. progress so that's our answer
1: I like that funnel Got a, that's a good
0: you can make that a, that was great that a operations training
1: that was lovely I was like ooh funnel why don't you, make like, ooh, like oh, why don't you mm. make
0: like a funnel reverse funnel oh, sorry reverse, <laughs> a funnel a reverse funnel is a pyramid <laughs> yeah. Why don't you make a funnel? And yeah. like the levels of skills mm. just be good for training. So make a funnel and like put the skill set level from yeah. level one, two, three, all the way down to like four or something. Level yep. four is like you're an expert in that field, it's your job. Very level three is like that and plus other things. And maybe you can create a funnel for like each position or the generalized positions yes, in the company. but yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you will know where everyone's at so we can That's grade cool. where we're all at. We'll be like, okay, to here. That was a lovely. Yeah, can you do
1: that? Yeah. Yo, come on. <laughs> Come on, babe. <laughs> Love that. Um, all just right. come
0: up with your ideas.
1: <laughs> Next question. What personal values do you think are necessary to be an integrable entrepreneur? That question is from Jennifer Williams. What do you think? Personal values. So if we're going, this is not about morality or anything like that, but a personal value should be respect. I think that's number one. You know, I think that everyone should, you know, be willing to give respect to people. Maybe not um, all the time, like I think it's it's interesting, I think growing up about respect when you're like, I gotta respect you because you're an old, like you're elder than me or whatever. Um, and I, I agree with that to the extent that, you know, that person is also willing to respect you. So a community of respect, I think is extremely important. Um, number two, I would say doing the right thing all the time, even when nobody's watching, right? You If you know that you're acting the same way that you would, if your boss was seeing you, or your, your employee was seeing you, or your friends or your peers are seeing you, um, that's really important to me as an entrepreneur, that you're going to do the right thing all the time. Um, and lastly, I would say...
0: Dancing. Dance. Music <laughs> is a personal value. You should think is
1: important. No, it's not. It's, music is important to me, but it's not a value as an entrepreneur. I would say lastly... Um <laughs> <Two> hours later. <laughs> Two thousand years later. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is about helping other people, right? Your product, at the end of the day, whatever you're bringing to the market, is about the community and about you know other people. It's not about you. So, I would say that that's the last thing, like, have making sure that you're willing to be a person of service and creating something in the world that. That people actually not only need but could benefit from. If you're just creating something that you know is detrimental to people, then I think that that's uh not good in my personal opinion. So those would be my three my three
0: top three. So you see the question is what personal values do you think is necessary to become an integrable entrepreneur? Um, I don't think the question is personal values. Um, the question is framed as if personal values determine integrity. Integrity and personal values are two different things. Um integrity on its own is its own thing like you said which is to do the right thing when no one's watching mm-hmm. so to be an integral entrepreneur you just gotta have integrity integrity is its own thing it's not values don't make up integrity it's true because if you like family and I like knowledge and she likes love um or one person likes you know they, they believe in respect none of these things determine whether we have integrity or not that's true so it's not about which personal values it is um any entrepreneur with any type of variation of values can be unintegrable and integrable, right? Just because I have respect at the top of my values doesn't mean I'm going to be integrable. doesn't mean I'm going to do the right thing at all the time. That's just because I, I have family or ethics or whatever at the top, it's integrity itself is a value. That's what I'm trying to say. So, mm-hmm. so it's the, the question is coming at a, at the wrong angle. It's about just having integrity. It doesn't matter about your values. Your values don't matter. Like my values really don't matter. I don't impose my values on this team. Right, we have a team value system, right, where have the family, obsession, playfulness, and, and uh, what was it? Integrity. integrity. Yeah, integrity is its own thing. Yeah. Um, but, but you wanna be an integral entrepreneur, always do things like the right way, according to your conscience. So when nobody's watching, do the right things. Um, when you do a transaction with someone, re- recognize that there is always a third party in every transaction you make. And if you do something knowingly wrong, that third party knows, you can never escape it knowing. Mm-hmm. So even if the other person doesn't know, the third party does and so you will pay the price for that. So the way to be an integral entrepreneur is just to have integrity. It's not about your personal values. But don't make the mistake of judging a person based off their values. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, that's just their way of seeing what's important to them in life. If one person thinks creativity is important, the other one thinks you know, certainty is important, and one other person thinks love is important. It has nothing to do whether they're a good person or not or integral person. Or not. It's just their way of seeing what life is about. Um, in fact, being a good leader is learning how to take people's different values and harmonizing them with each other. How to take a person who thinks family's important number one on the list, and the other one thinks you know health is the number one on the list, and one who thinks you know um, you know. Like, being certain or safe or cautious is number one on the list. How do you take those people and make them work together very well? Um, That's your job as a leader. But integrity has nothing to do with this. That's my answer, at least, to that.
1: Wow. You've said an interesting thing, which is making me think, that you can't judge a person based on their values. But isn't that how we pick people to be in a, like, isn't you that a factor? can't judge an
0: entrepreneur's integrity based on their values.
1: Okay. But you can judge a person based on their values. Well,
0: the only, or you shouldn't judge the anybody. The way you understand a person, well, you on say judge you. in terms of analyzing. That, that yeah, yes, of course. You can only understand a person based on their values. Okay. And their beliefs, right? Got yeah. Beliefs and values are what make up who they are. Yes. My point is, though, the integrity of them as an entrepreneur has nothing to do with that.
1: You're right. Okay. That's a different, that, that's can their belief system and Can they have a value
0: stuff? that instigates them to be Well, Yes. They could have, like money is at the top and so they're willing to do whatever it takes but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that every person has money at the top of the value system has integrity or not integrity Mm -hmm. so integrity is its own it's its own value is what i'm trying to say you can't have a personal values that are necessary for no you it's like saying what variation of color and tire size and 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 interior color of a car makes it a good car all good all good Cars are good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it looks like or what the engine is like. As long yeah. as it all functions and the car does what it's supposed to do, it's a good car. You see what I'm saying? You can't subjectively look at someone in person and give your personal opinion of whether the variance or the combination of this person, um, how they think, is what makes it integrity. No, integrity is its
1: own thing. That's it. That's my answer. Okay. So, next question. This question is from Augustus R. I need help running, by bu- running my business, but I can't really afford to get the help of big professionals. Would it be a bad idea to get the help of my family or, and friends in the meantime? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some coffee here. Hold on. <laughs> I knew I was going to like by, this one. Brought to you by Tim Hortons. We're not sponsored by Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you covered the logo? Good. You can't see, can you? <laughs> this here looks like a Wendy's cup, if anything. <laughs> Um, okay, first of all, ready? let me get comfortable
0: first of all in the beginning of a business. You don't need big professionals That's the last thing you need the last thing you need when you start a business is people that are very good at what they do Because if you hire those people not only will they cost you more than they need more than you can afford, but you're also nowhere nowhere near uh, Ready to lead people like this yet. Okay, so you actually need people that are starting out just like you, that are eager just like you. you. It's more important to find a person in the beginning that has determination and desire to grow and to make something with you, than it is to find someone who's really good at what they do. Because you will be at cause and effect to them. Um, because, yeah.
1: This is not the same as hiring a coach or an expert to help you run your hmm. business.
0: I'm talking about hiring someone. I'm
1: talking about hiring people. So yeah. Bear this in mind, okay?
0: I'm not talking about hiring a coach or just starting very different. You need to hire an experienced yes. expert. But for your business, you're better off finding interns and people that are starting out like you to learn, that are, have desire to learn, than to find someone who's really good at what they do. And I'm telling you, I've done this. I've hired the persons who are um, who have experience in this, this, and that, and they have all the stuff. And I'm like, but I didn't know how to really leverage their experience because I, myself, were still growing. Um, and also, it either gets expensive or it gets politically complicated because it's just a matter of... Is it done? I want to put away.
1: Yes. Oh, thank you.
0: So... So... Um, that's not what you should be focusing on, right? So not, you don't need help running your business by hiring like expert experts in your business. You'll get, when you get there, you'll know. You'll have so much money coming in, so much clarity on what you have to do that you know when you hire an expert, they're worth the money because it's just an exchange. Like, I don't know if I hire someone one day for like $80,000 position salary in my company because they're gonna make me a million dollars a year from their advertising skills then I know that it's worth it. But you don't go do that, you know, abruptly in advance. So the question was, um, I need help running my business, but I can't really afford to get help from big professionals. So you, oh, okay, so that's hiring people. Yeah. If you are talking about like getting people that are good at what they do, like experts, to consult you or coach you, um, afford it. (laughs) We'll make it happen. If you want to save yourself time, if you love your time, afford it. Like (laughs) you shouldn't be putting your money in anything else. If you can't, if you can hire an expert, that has done what you want to do, built a business, um, they will literally save you money. So you can't afford not to hire an expert. You can't afford not to hire a coach. Um, and not just a coach, you want an expert that coaches you and tells you exactly what you need to do. Um, so what I do in my program with my coaches is I give my, my the coaches that I work with, I give them my entire marketing system. I literally walk into it step by step. I also teach them, I also teach them <laughs> how to do everything I teach them and how to hire people as well. Like I, like the money they pay me, they save themselves so much time, make themselves so much more money in the long run yeah. that when I meet them, I'm like, you can't afford not to do this because... If you're, if money's your problem, you need to do this now. You need to go like, go borrow the money, go get it, like get credit card, like get debt to invest into this and work with us because we'll save you the time and make you more money in the, in in the retrospect, retrospective time. Um, but there's an illusion that you'll save money if you do it yourself or if you get random free help. Like, let me tell you this. I've done all the different avenues. Getting help from friends or family will cost you more money and cost you a headache if you get um, try to do everything on your own without being afraid uh, by being afraid of not investing into like actual when you say professionals experts to get help you build your business properly um, then you are going to just spend more money over time because you're going to drip it out by accident not knowing what you're doing it's going to cost you more money than what it would cost if you just paid up front to someone to teach you how i'm telling you because i've done both i've done to do it on my own get fr- get people who are my family or my friends to work for free with me and help me out that doesn't work Doing it on my own doesn't work. The only thing that really worked well was hiring experts, paying them a lot of money and getting to debt. I went to debt to do it but I made my money back so fast and I realized I'm like, I would have just done this faster if I knew it was the right thing to do in the beginning. So I'm trying to give you the advice that I would give myself three years ago when I started which is take all the money you have, go find the right expert that has done what you want to do and pay them to just teach you because you you have to have faith in yourself that you'll make it work because they've told you what to do now. Um, So that's the can't afford it, like go afford it. Everyone can afford something if they want to afford it. When you buy a house, you can't afford it. Most people, 99% of people who own a home um, in this world have a mortgage, right? A mortgage means you couldn't afford that house. That means <laughs> yeah. everyone who has a house right now or has investments can't afford it. So it's not about can you afford it, that's the end of it. No, it's like, can you afford it? Okay, how can I afford it now? Yes. Can I get the debt? Like if you're willing to get a seven hundred thousand dollar loan to get a home you can't afford you should be willing to borrow 10 grand from a line of credit to invest into an expert to help you build a business come on like it it makes no sense and and so so it's not about can i or can i not afford it's like do you want to afford it because you can get a most people are driving cars they can't afford you know how i know they have a loan yeah so if you have a loan for anything that means you couldn't afford it but you still have it what happened well, are you not looking at an investment in your business or an expert and professional to help you build your business properly? As that as the same like level of value in your life? Um, it's not, more important. You're willing to drop sixty thousand dollars of a loan that you can't afford on a car or six hundred thousand dollars house, but you're not willing to put five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars into experts to help you learn how to build a business machine that will make you money forever. I don't. Know. That makes no sense to me. It's a question of uh, priorities. Like you're just your priorities in life are mixed up. Like you can't say I can't afford to getting busy, like big professionals or experts. Uh, then what can you afford? Uh, if you have no absolute no money, then yeah, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And I'll tell you how to do that right now. But my first thing is if you can, can find the money, if you have access to the money to do, to hire an expert that will save you more money and save you time, which is more important. I'm telling you from experience. Um, the next thing, the next part of it, would it be bad choice to get the help of family and friends? So, in the beginning, I had um, I don't, I had family, like I had my cousin help me with a seminar, and I had friends uh, that were helping me out. Like, if they help out, sure, yeah, do not count on that long term. Uh, it gets messy and it gets stupid, so um, that's not really a business yet. But if you get friends or family to help you out with a few things, sure, but it depends what your business is. Like, what, what would you need even help for? Like, what. What could your family and friends do for you that you can't just learn yourself and go and earn a little bit of money with that to hire the expert to help you do this? Um, so I would not hire family. It's my answer. I don't. I don't believe in working with family um, in a business. I don't because when you mix money into any equation, everybody has the same religion, right? It's the money. It's not. It's nothing else. I love that. You put money between siblings, between parents, between cousins. The money is the religion, not the family, not the love. Now, it, the very rare, very rare scenarios where people and their families are so harmonized that that doesn't bother them. It, like money doesn't get in the way, business doesn't get in the way. In those case scenarios, yes, you're right. You can work a family. I'm sure I've met people that work a family and it's good. Yep. However, that is a very rare case scenario and there has to be so many things, so many chips aligned between you and your family that that can work. Yeah. Most of us watching this, and for me and for you, Working with family um, doesn't end well, it's be, just because it gets complicated, mm-hmm. uh, you're bringing two different like emotional leveraging points in your life together and it's just not, and no family member has um, the humility to want to work for another family member, I'm telling you the honest truth, unless it's your parents and they're very successful in to work for them, even then you want to make your own name. And what, your parents or your siblings that are older than you, younger than you, they not want, want to work for you because they want to have their own name. Everybody has an ego, you gotta remember that. Everyone has an ego. No, There's no if ands, or buts about it. Yeah. So it's hard for a family's ego to work for another family's ego. And so for that reason, I think it never works. Now, in a case scenario where I hire a stranger or someone who looks up and admires me, and does in my family, it's easy because their egos are completely neutralized because they want to learn from me. They go, I want to learn from this person. But a cousin or, or a brother or you know, an aunt, an uncle, it's just awkward because they know they're you know, they're your family. So they go, well, why should I listen to you? Like it just, it's just, listen, it's just most of the time that's going to happen. My best piece of advice on this is go forward hiring the expert because the illusion is that you don't have, you can't afford it. I'm telling you, you can't afford not to. And um, if you need help, help, the best way to do is find eager people that are willing to be interns, like work with you for free to gain experience, you teach them what you've learned and they work with you for free and you build something and you promise them something in the future and you start building a team like this not based off family. And I wouldn't do friends either. If you love your friendship, don't, you know, it's okay to be friendly with the people you work with, but don't bring friendship into a business. Um, because when decisions have to be made, when faults have to be fixed, um, the friendship part gets, it gets affected because the outcome of the business is more important than the friendship part of the business. So you don't want to jeopardize that by bringing complications into a business. In a business, it's like everyone just has to get it done so that everyone benefits and gets paid at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? If you bring friendship into it, it's like there's another motive there. You don't wanna mess up the friendship, but now it slows down your business because now you have emotion involved. It just gets really messy. So it's better if you're a CEO in your business. There's just hire people that are not your friends, right? That uh, that just admire you or wanna work with you or whatever. Um, and there isn't some underlying like connection uh, from the past before where they develop that with you as a superior, like as someone that they work for and they're learning from. Uh, it just balances the the feeling, the relationship better. Um, but yeah, so so I just answered like three different types of questions: yeah. family I wouldn't work with, yeah. second friendship, you know, don't bring friends in, like make friends of the people you work with, and third, um, you can't afford not to hire a professional, yeah. someone who's done it all. So yeah, is that is that fully? The, yeah, it is able to help family and friends in the beginning. Yeah, I think you
1: answered it. But you will
0: get help from family and friends. I got a lot, I got help, like voluntary help from family and friends at the beginning, but I couldn't afford it. But that is such a short-term solution. I'm telling you how to think properly. Mm-hmm. Make enough money or go into debt and get the investment to just hire an expert to tell you exactly what to do. When you have that kind of knowledge, what happens is you know exactly what has to be done so you know when you hire people, even for free or for paid, you know exactly what to have them do for you because the expert has told you what you need to do. So in my program, I, when I teach a coach, how to set up their marketing or how to set up their funnels or how to you know do their advertising or how to whatever, whatever. They actually can take my training, learn what they need to do and then get an assistant to help them execute on that because mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about what has to be done now. So when they get an assistant, they don't have to waste their time. They know yeah. what to tell the assistant to do. And yeah. so for that reason, it is valuable to, to get a person a couple hours a day to help them out assistant wise. Because our training, our expert, as an expert, I'm teaching them what they need to do in their business so so they can actually hire a team properly and not waste anyone's time. Whereas if you have no expert and you're just guessing in the dark, you've never built a business before, what makes you think you're going to be able to build a business now? You have to get someone who's done it to teach you. But if you get friends and family, you're going to waste their time because how do you even know what you're telling them to do for you is, is what you need to, for them to do. Yeah. Um, there's just so much uncertainty. There's a lot. <laughs> there's so much uncertainty and you're trying to figure this out on your own. Um, like FIO is figuring it out figure out as much as you can until you've you exhausted what you know, and then stop being afraid to just take all the money you have and put it into experts that will show you what to do. I'm telling you, it pays off very quickly. It yeah. pays off very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're so worried about losing 100 bucks uh, you're gonna pay on the Uber drive to get to the top of the mountain that you're like walking there, but but like, it's the last 100 bucks you have, so what? Yeah. Maybe you gotta go into debt to pay for that $100 Uber ride to the top of a mountain, but you're gonna spend, let's say, you gonna spend yeah, you that up. You're gonna spend like a whole week trying to walk up a mountain when you yeah. could have paid the Uber driver and got there in, you know, two hours, in one day. So the question becomes what's more valuable to you? hundred dollars or the the fear of overcoming, um, like borrowing money from someone to pay for that drive, but saving yourself a whole six days and twenty two hours, which you could have done more with in your life, or hundred bucks and you save yourself all that time. Which one's more important? Do you wanna save a hundred bucks or do you wanna save six weeks six days of your life? If you genuinely decide to value money over your time, um, that's just terrible. Like, I don't think about that. You have a resource which you, you can replenish. Money can come and go. You can make more money if you spend it. If you even lose money, you can make it again. So even if it's a bad investment, you can make it back. But what happens with your time? What happens with the month of your life? That goes away, because you're busy trying to figure things out, and not willing to pay someone to come show you in a day how to get it all done. What happens? Because you're not willing to spend that five or ten, fifteen thousand out of your credit cards or whatever, or thousand bucks for an expert. Right. I spend a thousand dollars per hour for an expert to come look at my stuff, just to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah. Because I value my time. Because I know another three days of me guessing and and being stressed and uncertain about everything mm-hmm. is far less. You know. You know it's far. Uh, more important to get rid of yeah. than the thousand bucks. Yep. But you should not be valuing money over time. Um, the only reason why someone would do that is because you think you're immortal. Like you don't think about the fact that you have limited time on this life. Just cause you have many years ahead of you does not mean it is smart to just waste your time. Um, don't waste your time because in the same month, like I'll give you an example. You could either take the next six months trying to build a coaching business by guessing and look, I actually talk to tons of people doing this every single month because people book calls with my office to, to work with our program. So I have a very good idea of what's going on out there in the world and from all different countries. People come to me and they tell me exactly the same thing every single time before they join the program, which is they've been do- at this for months, some of them for years. And they can't seem to get paying clients consistently, even if they do, they don't know how to charge enough. They don't know how to do marketing. They don't know they don't know anything. But in the beginning, I bet they didn't think like this. They, I bet they thought, I'll figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they thought, I don't know what to do, I'll just do this, 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 and then they do a bunch of things and it fails. And then they, they hit a road and they go, what do I do now? Yeah. And I talked to so many of them and I they all come to the same conclusion. They have no idea what they're doing. They all, they have no idea what they're doing and they need help. They can't do it alone or they want to do it faster, they don't want to waste any more time. Yeah. Think, like, why would you wait and waste time to figure that out? Why don't you just be honest now and realize the the 10 grand sitting in your bank account or your line of credit or your credit cards or whatever is not more important than the 10 months or 10, you know, days you're going to spend stressing and like growing gray hair trying to figure this out. If you've never done heart surgery, what makes you think you'll know how to save a person's life when you get to heart surgery? So you can't guess your way through this, Mm -hmm. right? Someone who's gone through, done heart surgery before, knows exactly what to do. Just pay them so you can save a person's life. In this case, it's your future. You're doing heart surgery on your future. You can't. You've never done it before. Get a person who's built the future that the way you want, and just tell them, make, pay them exactly to tell you what to do. So it's the example is you can spend six months trying to figure it out and save yourself illusion, an illusion, deceptively save yourself five or ten grand. Let's say ten grand an expert would have costed you, mm-hmm. but you will spend twenty grand just in money you couldn't, uh, you could have made. Maybe you could have made an extra 50 grand in those six months because you figured out what to do right off the bat and you worked on it and by the third month, you closed your first 10 grand, and boom, 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 and you made 50. So it costs you, the opportunity cost was $40,000 on top of your 10. You would have made 50, let's say, in six months. Opportunity cost. If you just paid someone to teach you because you didn't know how to do it. So it costs you to not know how. But on top of that, you also spend more money over the six months just paying for bills that you couldn't afford to pay. So you maybe spend more than 10 grand just trying to survive figuring it out on your own. Yeah. Or... You would have just forked up the money you can't afford, find it from somewhere like you usually do for anything you want, and pay the person ten grand. But instead of six months, within the first week, they tell you exactly what to do. Within the end of the first month, you land your first client, within the end of the second month, you made your first five thousand dollars a month, within the end of the third month, you made your ten thousand dollars a month, within six months you made fifty grand or forty or thirty, whatever. But you made much more than what you invested, right? And you saved yourself time. It's like The only reason why you wouldn't pay attention to this perspective is because you either, A, think that won't happen, like that can't happen. Like if I paid the person, what if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't pay someone to teach you what to do and you guess it, it definitely won't work out. Because nobody I've ever heard of guessed their way to millions of dollars. Nobody. It's just impossible. No athlete in this world guessed their way to a championship. They all got coaches to teach them the strategy on how to win no business owner in this world has not gotten advice from another business owner that's ahead of them. It just does not exist. Nobody figured this out on their own. The the FIO method, figuring it out has to come with a team, with experts, and you figure out the the challenges that come across it, but you're wasting your time by trying to handle imaginary problems and useless problems just because you're not willing to pay the money to learn how. The guesswork is your biggest enemy in the beginning. Don't pretend like you know what you're doing. If you've never driven a car before, never touched a car before, you can't just get behind the wheel and start just driving to things trying to figure it out. Just pair a driver and instructor. Within 45 minutes, you'll know how to use every part of the car and you can save yourself the the death, potential death, save yourself the potential money and save yourself definitely all the time that what is wasted
1: trying to figure it out. Huge. One thing that I, well, the first thing that I wanna say is like, any money that you spend on your business, the faster that you recognize that it is an investment, the more carefree you're going to be about everything else in the future. If it is on your business, it is an investment. Any one of your accountants will tell you that. If you spent money here on your business, if you spent money here on your business, we can write that off. We can put that into your your Excel spreadsheet of of bookkeeping for that year and find a way to monetize from it later. The fastest way that you get over the fact that, you know, i got to spend money on this, i got to spend money on this. Yeah, you're going to have to spend money. (laughs) You're a business owner. You're gonna to have to spend money, but it's not an expense; it's an investment. Every single every single dollar that goes into your business it is is ultimately an investment into your personal success, into your future, right? So I think that that's a, a a very important thing to to remember right away is that if you're putting money into your business and putting money into your business means hiring a good coach, means spending money on people who who can help you do what you need to do. Those are investments; they will come back to you later. And think of it this this way. If you don't invest in your business, who will? Like
0: if you don't drop the money for your business to grow,
1: yeah, who is? Where's it going to come from?
0: Who's going to spend the money to help your business grow? Honestly, way. think about that. Yeah, If you're not willing to even put money into your own business, first of all, you're telling yourself you don't care about making this work. Because your own brain is watching you and going, well, you're not... You're afraid to spend money on your own business. You don't actually believe this is going to work. You don't believe in this business. It's a very deep point. And the second is, if you don't invest in your business, who do you think will? Uh, no business was built for free. All of it costs money, time, and energy, and effort. Yeah. So if you're not the one willing to exert that, who is? Are you waiting for someone else to come in and give you the money? So it's like you can't avoid eventually having the cost of the price you have to pay for building a business. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to do it later and waste time, like hoping that some alternate reality where you to you actually figure out how to build a multiple six-figure successful business all for free from scratch, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Or do you just want to face the fact now, which is any person who succeeded has hired someone properly to show them what to do? Yeah. Um, this is a mindset issue. You trying to figure out how to get friends and family to help you out and teach you things that they don't know how to do is a mindset problem as opposed to trying to figure out how to afford a person who just knows how to teach you what to do. Um, you're asking how to avoid the inevitable. Don't. It's inevitable. That's it.
1: We've also talked about places like Fiverr where you can get people to help But this isn't that. It's not that. I know, but if we're talking about... She's talking
0: big professionals. They're talking big professionals, which means someone who actually... Oh, so yeah,
1: so it is. You are they're right. Not it's a mindset for thing. For it's a mindset.
0: They're not asking for assistance.
1: I can't afford big, so I'm trying to go small.
0: They're not saying I don't have a graphic designer. How can I? they're not saying? <laughs> they're saying I don't. Try- I, I can't, I can't need, afford. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, can't I need help
0: running big. my business. Yeah, meaning yeah, yeah. they don't know what they're doing, but I can't afford. I can't really afford to get the help of a big professional, which means they're assuming they need somebody who really knows all the parts of it and they can pay to come help, help. So uh-huh. they know it's going to cost money to get that kind of person. Yeah. And they're saying would it be a bad idea to get help from family and friends? Oh. You don't. Big professionals and family and friends are two different levels of skill sets. So yep. if it's, if it's I need help running my business in terms of like small work, they would have been like, maybe friends and family could help me volunteer. But you yeah. don't need big professionals to do that.
1: That's true. See what true. I'm saying? So Augustus, more detail.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's either, if you need minuscule help, that's an obvious answer. Friends, family, sure, they'll suffice because whatever, Fiverr. But if you're talking about you don't know what to do. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. To grow your business skill. next and you're stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Friends and family won't help you with that. And you won't help you with that. There's a point you hit a ceiling. Yeah. If you're not willing to break through that ceiling by just spending a few dollars to, that you can't afford. like Just remember that next time you purchase a new home that you can't afford and a new car that you can't afford and a new watch that you can't afford and a new anything that you can't afford because you put on credit. If you buy a vacation on your credit card, you can't afford that. But you afforded it, didn't you? Because you want to. So the question isn't, can I hire my friends and family? It's, do you want to actually build your business? If you do, you'll afford it. Affording something is a choice. It's not a circumstance. If you had your family in the hospital and you know that tomorrow you need to come up with $10,000 to save their life, you're not going to look at the doctor and say, hey, doc, can't afford it. Sorry. You're going to say, I'm going to figure this out. And guess what you'll do? You'll figure it out. You'll get the credit card. You'll, you'll apply for the card. You'll, get, you'll borrow the money from someone. You'll do everything it takes to understand how to afford this. There's no option where you wouldn't afford it. You know why? Because you actually want to save that person's life. Well, if you care about the business, your future of your business, and you want to save its life, then you'll afford it. Affording something is not a circumstance. It's a choice. Like I said, 99% of the economy is built off debt. That means people can't afford anything. If you really think about it, Nobody no, can afford it. Our government
1: anything. can't afford us. No one can <laughs> they afford it. Affording everything. something is
0: just a choice. Yeah. It is not a real circumstance and it's not ever an excuse for why you shouldn't do something. Yeah. And if you know, if you know why you need to afford something, you will. It's true. You know you will. Especially looking at people in America, they don't have health care that none of them can afford, most of them cannot afford healthcare. Absolutely. So when they get sick and they spend like whatever, $6,000 for like something stupid, like small. Yeah. They can't afford it. Mm -hmm. But guess what? They do. You know why? Because their life is important. Health is important. So they'll afford it. So the problem is you just don't value your business and the growth and the future you could potentially have by hiring the right people. Yeah. You don't value that more Mm -hmm. than you value your current money or Mm -hmm. the money you could be, you know, or whatever, your debt or something. That's a mindset issue. Uh, You got to be willing to take that risk. And you got to believe in yourself that you'll figure it out or else you're stuck anyways. And friends and family won't help you with that. Fiverr won't help you with that. So is there something going on here?
1: There is, yeah. Can we get a look on here? Do we have any uh, comments? Uh, Armin's Instagram, uh, it's Eric Goes Global says wise. Wise. Thanks, Eric Goes Global.
0: Is there anything else? Cool.
1: What's the next question? Next question. I've been doing the work and I know my weaknesses. Yeah. Should I try to strengthen them or delegate? How should I go about it either way? That question is from Akanksha. Hopefully I did that right. Akanksha.
0: Okay, so so they know their weaknesses.
1: Yes. Should I try to strengthen them or delegate them away?
0: Yeah, so you got to get to a point of understanding your weaknesses so that you can delegate. Because if you just delegate something with your eyes closed and like hope the person will figure it out, it won't work. Okay, so I know my weaknesses too. You know, I'm really bad at the stuff that um, Jay does, like operational things. Actually, I'm good at operational. Like You're logistics. good at it. Don't I'm say really you're good. not good at it. You're no, no, good that's it. not what I'm talking about. You don't talking
1: like
0: about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, like contracts, legal, accounting, like. but I understand it. If I sat down with her on anything she's doing, You'll within with 10 minutes I'll understand it, yeah. and I'll know how to fix it with her.
1: That's his skill,
0: eh? Um, master's skill. But, yeah, I don't know. What would that skill be called?
1: I don't know. If you guys know. I'm a quick
0: learner. That's what it is. It,
1: but it's more than that. Armin, de- Armin is really good at inputting information and then, like, comp- like putting it together in a way that, like, a 10-paragraph thing, he'll be like, okay, learn, 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 two paragraphs. Yeah. This is exactly what it is. And like, I guess that's like a communication this. skill, right? But it's, like, it's, it's more than that. It's a
0: communication skill. That's why I'm... I'm but it's often,
1: understanding, too, because you also... That's communication. But... Uh, it's... I think it's more about you
0: You are usually able to take ma, like a lot of data or complex structure yeah, yeah. and then simplify it. Yeah, 100%. Right. But that's communication. It's like my ability to digest data
1: digest and then... And then summarize communic- it back, communicate it back. But it's, it's deeper no, but it's, than... I can articulate... Communicative- it's more about someone else. But yes. you're able to communicate it to yourself. Yeah.
0: Right, I learn in a very interesting to yourself. way. If
1: you know what it's called, let us know.
0: It's, it's, um, I'm trying to look at, think about it. When I learn something, I'm just always trying to figure out why it works, how it works. It's just like why and how. That's it. And then once I figure that out, it doesn't matter all the information anymore. I know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like if I, let's say, for example, we're looking at a contract that we get clients to sign. Yeah. And we have, whatever, 23 clauses in it. I'm just gonna go up like, what's the point of this contract? Well, we gotta make sure, yeah. like what's the goal here? The goal is they sign it, they're protected, we're protected, um, you know, if anyone tries to take advantage of us, they can't. Um, it's also legal binding contracts so that they are clients of ours, blah, blah, blah. So I understand, I'm like, okay, so I get the goal. So now when I'm going into through it with you, if mm-hmm. I'm like reviewing it, for example, I know my intention behind the contract. Um, and I'll know each clause is can or cannot do things so i'm just looking at like how everything works and the why
1: yeah kind
0: of the structure of why it is the way it is and once i understand it i don't need to know every single tiny clause i just have to make sure that it does the job properly so i'll ask jay like does it also protect us from this and she'll be like well yes or no and i can add that in and so i'll understand it within minutes and then know how to fix it to optimize it it's like an optimizing skill it's like how to take that's things a and improve that's
1: it it's a, a good word for it
0: it's pretty much what it is so my point is, there's a lot of things I know um, I don't like, and it's my weakness. Like, I don't, is there something I'm actually weak at? I'm trying to think about it. Or am I just, well, you don't, because I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I want to answer honestly, and I just feel like I'm good at everything. I'm not kidding. Like, I think I'm good at everything, and I know how to delegate it for that reason. So I don't know, like, do I really suck at something that I have delegated that I actually can't do? Because every part of your business, uh, every part of my business with you guys, I've taught you. Most of it. Most of it. Some of you like have previous, but I've taught you all parts of it. It's like, what part of it am I actually not good at? There are things that you do that I know I don't touch. Like, I actually don't know what you do. Um, What do you do (laughs) that you know I don't?
1: Maybe legal.
0: But even, yeah, legal is like the furthest one. Prob- that would, But mean- I can't even say accounting because you know how deep I want to take accounting with myself. Exactly.
1: I was going to say, I almost said accounting, but I was like, no, that's not true.
0: I neglect legal. Like, I don't even care. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just get done. Um, but that's not even like. Maybe graphic design? No. No, I review everything with graphic design. Um, that's it. Nothing. <laughs> I, is my answer like just get good at everything? I don't know. Uh, uh, um, and I'm trying to actually Fast, connect to a person. Go back,
1: go back like a couple of years maybe then instead.
0: Uh, what was a weakness
1: that you looked for? I think. What? Do you want to talk ads? Before you learned ads. Yeah, I you,
0: sucked at ads. Before but you better. learned
1: ads, you sucked at it? Okay,
0: so let's look at ads. I did not know how to run ads. In fact, I delegated that all the time and it yes. always didn't work out. Yes. Okay, because I was afraid of ads. It overwhelmed me when I looked at the Facebook dashboard. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> so I learned. So, like, I learned recently. And so all I did was I understood it. Like I spent there for days watching, re-watching, training videos and going in and practicing. But now I'm really good at it. But
1: you did delegate it first. So Yeah, th- it didn't work out. So your answer I is don't delegate. I delegated it
0: first and it didn't work out. Because here's the thing, what I'm trying to say is here's my answer. Yeah. You need to at least reach the level of understanding something fully before you can delegate it. Because sure. if you don't understand what you're delegating, you will either be taken advantage of, you either waste a person's time or waste your own money by hiring them. Or you'll just be in the dark, and that's scary in a business. Mm -hmm. So when I hired a Facebook expert, I actually, maybe she was great. I just didn't know. And now when I look back, um, can't comment on that. But I will say this. When I hired her, I was hoping she'll take care of it, and I'll just get the end result, which is leads coming in. What more so happened is we started spending money, no leads came in, and I didn't know why. Yes. And I hated that. I hated that. I didn't know why. Yeah, And and I couldn't blame her because I'm like, well, she's saying she's the expert. She's saying it's going to work out. But how do I know if it is working or if it's not working or if I'm paying her enough or I'm not paying her enough? Or, I don't know. Yeah. So I realized whether I get to hire someone delegate anyways for this weakness, which was ads. It yes. was a weakness. Um, I wasn't bad at marketing. Like I, I can make no, like good content. But I didn't know how thing. to advertise.
1: Ads are very good. It, it
0: was like a combination of accounting, like, like yes. math and yeah. so much stuff. And, and so I'm like, oh, you know. So ads, yeah, we're a weakness. But I learned. I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like out of integrity. I cannot te- tell someone to do something for me. I don't know what they're doing. So I'm like, if I don't understand how to speak the language with this person, then I, it's my fault if they don't do a good job. Because I don't even know how to communicate what I want. Like I don't even know what my options are. So I spent the time to learn. I learned enough about my weakness, which adds, that I got good at it because I understood how to talk about it, explain it, why it's working, why it's not working. So I spent a couple days and I just learned everything. And I understand how to communicate. So when I talk to my Facebook ad expert now, I was talking to them about like the custom audiences and the conversions and if it's firing off signals, if our compliance is good. Yep. Because I learned. Mm-hmm. Now, I run my ads now myself because I enjoy it because I actually think it's good. And like every time I launch a new ad, I see the leads coming in and it's like money. And it's like, wow, you know, it's fun. <laughs> so my real thing is, but I'm teaching that now. I'm delegating it. So yeah. my thing is this. This idea of strengths and weaknesses is real because there's things you're naturally good at, like I'm good at communication and, and teaching and working with people and I'm in the complete opposite is like all the analytical small stuff but I learned that yes That's what I'm trying to say like I learned I'm not afraid of learning new things so what I would say is this and the question comes down to you know I've been doing uh, the work and I know my weaknesses should I try to strengthen them or delegate how should I go about it uh, either way so here's the real answer at the end of it all you need to strengthen your weakness to the point of understanding to the point where you can not teach Someone, to do it properly because maybe you don't know, but yeah, at least you know how to communicate it. Yeah. And then get the other person to become an expert. So I, like, I have bought tons of ads training, and both Lauren and um, uh, uh, Emad is learning how to do it. They're learning how to do it. But I first had to learn first. I was gonna, I tried to delegate to Emad, but the problem was it's not a fault. I had no idea what to expect. So when I was like, go learn this stuff and do it, he was like, okay, so I'm gonna do this. And where was I? I was emotionally like vulnerable because every time I'd spend money, I'd be like, what happened? And I didn't know what I could tell him because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. So I realized I'm the problem. So I went and learned, so here's my thing. I strengthened my weakness to the point of understanding, mm-hmm. at least to the point where I understand how to talk about it or know why it's working, know why it's not. Once I did that, I decided to take all my ads myself, but I don't want to do that full time. I'm teaching Imad now. So now I get to teach him because I spent the time to strengthen my weakness. But it's a strength now. Yeah. I'm good at running ads. Do I want to? No. It's a preference. I don't want to. I want him. I want him to be really good, like I am. And I want Learn to be good at writing copy. So I'm showing them all the things I learned myself. Yeah. And getting them to do that. And guess what? They're going to get better at me than it. You know why? Because they're going to spend most of their time now learning that thing. I'm not. So I learned it up to the point of, like, let's say there's 10 levels of degrees of a skill. Yeah. I learned up to the point of, like, five. So I understand at least half of everything. Right? So I'm 50% capacity of a skill set with this. And they're at like 10 or 20%. I'm going to help them get at least to 50 And then once they get there and they feel confident like me, they're going to go learn up to 100%. Yeah. And I'm going to go refocus something I'm good at. But I have to do that with every single skill. So if I'm really bad like bad at something, I have to learn at least to understand it. Then I help someone understand what the goal is and give them the, you know, delegate the desire to them to go learn how to become an expert because I can. not Yeah. So I'm not saying I did everything on my own. Uh, myself what i'm saying is i learned enough to be able to teach to get the person off the ground and now it's their job to spend their time to get good at it as opposed to me so that's how i would actually handle delegating weaknesses which is you got to learn how to make it at least a mediocre skill not weakness a so weakness means you suck at it if you suck at tech and you're not willing to learn uh, you shouldn't be in business if you suck at accounting and you're not willing to learn you shouldn't run a business i'm telling you right now if you're not if you're unwilling to learn new things for your business to succeed. You don't actually want to build your business. Yeah. You just want it to be easy. And if it doesn't get easy, you're going to quit. So you got to be able to learn all your weaknesses at least. Not it's your not until it's your strength. You don't need that. But at least until you understand it. And then you get someone else to, to take on the role of making it their strength. So,
1: yeah. And I think that there's... Um... There's something that Armin said that is really important. And it's it's breaking down the fact that as a business owner, you need, and we've talked about this on past episodes, right? You need to have a certain level of understanding for each area of your business. You don't have to be great at it. You don't have to be an expert in every single section, but you need a basic level of understanding for every single portion of your business. If you are the business owner, yeah. right? If you're, if you, if you're going into a partnership and you have other people who are responsible, that's the only way that I would say maybe you can sacrifice a bit because you know they're an expert in X, Y, and Z, and yeah. you're the other half. But that's the only time that I would say you don't need to have no, a basic. It's still
0: negotiable. Still,
1: I know it's still just because you can only. A partner only goes so far, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) If your partner knows more than you in something, or at least you have no idea, you're you're vulnerable there. Yeah. Uh, You you have to, it is your job to understand all parts of your business. Understand. Understanding. And then understanding enough to communicate, teach it, and give someone the instructions on what the goal is. Yeah. So, for example, if I had no idea about my ads, and i didn't know that spending you know three grand can make us 30. i didn't know it's possible how am i going to ever tell the quota or the set the markers for my for imam to, to do that yeah. it's because i went out there myself and i understood it enough to teach him like here's the goal we have to spend this much a day to get this much so i understand how to communicate it now the nicks and crannies and make, make sure it's compliant and all this stuff i don't have the time to do that and if i had to then what's the use for him yeah. so he gets now to get that privilege to go learn all that stuff to make sure it's done properly. But I, at least I have to understand how to communicate the goal in that area. Yeah. So um, your job is to know the why behind all things that happen in your business and to understand the why. Understand. So your job is to know the why behind all things that happen in your business and understand the how. It is your team's job to execute the what. What has to be done. So I'm going to say that again. Yeah, as, you're, as a CEO... <laughs> Your job is to know the why behind all parts of your business. Yeah. Why is everything there, and why do we do this? Why do we do that? If you don't know the why, then you're just uncertain, shooting in the dark. Which is why you need an expert because they know why. You need to do what. Yeah. So your job as a CEO is to know the why behind all parts of your business and understand the how. You don't need to know the how. Maybe you don't know. You maybe you don't know exactly what that was, but at least understand how we have to. Conceptually, get our ass to here, to here, to here, spend this much, it's mm-hmm. conceptual. It's like, I kinda understand, I don't know how to do this specifically, but I know how it kinda has to look, because you understand why, and you spend enough time to understand how this stuff works. Yeah, It's your jobs team to execute the what. What has to be done today, tomorrow, to make it happen. So your job is to understand everything in retrospective vision, yeah. and to delegate the doing of it, so that they get the what done. Okay, you can't do, if you do the what as well, you're a one person show. Um, so yeah, that's a good way to put everything
1: yeah and if you're talking weaknesses i know you mentioned that you know you've been doing the work to know your weaknesses and i think that that too can take a little future probing just because you know your weaknesses you can know a weakness and you can it just might not be something that you like to do yeah you know what i mean like those things are a part of the business structure like you cannot like i don't like i think it's dying yeah i don't like accounting doesn't mean it's a weakness. Like there's a difference. It's just something that you may or may not like, but it might not be an actual tangible weakness to you in your business, right? Yeah. And you're not gonna know that fully. Are we okay? Thank yeah, you. And we're not gonna know that fully until you do a little bit more in-depth thinking. So, country I don't know where you are right now in like your weaknesses, strengths uh, breakdown, but it might actually just be something that you dislike. That's doing, a good point. Which you should just get over. Just because you don't <laughs> like something
0: doesn't make it a weakness.
1: Yeah. I think that for for me a real
0: weakness is maybe your brain's like wired to to just not like if you're a total like outgoing blah, blah, blah person yeah you might be completely hardwired like personality wise against like logistical analytical numbers yeah um that is a real weakness because you have to really there's a huge learning curve to adjust yourself to understand like numbers and yes. you know stuff like that but. But it's not like, you know you could do it, but you really don't want to touch up. Oh my God, just the thought of accounting makes me overwhelmed Then get out of business.
1: Yeah, that's not a weakness. That's just something you don't like. And you have to get over that feeling. You know, like if you you genuinely have to get over that feeling, especially as a CEO of your business, like it's not a weakness at that point. It's a weakness if it like, if it takes you 15 hours to do it and at every step you're like, oh my God, I can't. That's completely different than... Uh, I'm so bored. If
0: you grew up like completely and introverted side. and yeah. completely never talking to people, it, it's a huge weakness for you to get on camera and try to do marketing videos, right? That's not something you dislike. It's like something you actually have to learn because you spent your whole life not doing anything like that. Yeah. But if you know you can get on camera but you're like, oh my God, I really don't want to make marketing. Videos. You know, if you're like that, then, you know, it's just, you're lazy. So there's no uh, cure to that. You just got to stop. But that's a great practical step-by-step on how to do all that. Do we have time for another question or... Where we at?
1: Uh, we're at, we're at one oh five. I think we're about to have to end. Um, do you want to let the audience know that things will be changing next week? Cool. What do you mean?
0: Are we doing that?
1: Yeah, we are. We're not are we gonna that do next week?
0: it next week. We're doing that next week? I don't know. You guys decided on without me. It was Maybe? an idea I threw <laughs> Something's happening soon. Stay tuned.
1: Okay, we yeah. don't know yet. Something might be happening with the way that we present the show in the upcoming weeks. <laughs> it's not, this <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> Just Lauren's out, it's canceled. It's not canceled.
0: <laughs> but we're thinking of doing something. Uh, A little different. Stay tuned. So if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell. If you like getting weekly videos on how to grow your business and coaching, and work-life balance and all that good stuff if you want free coaching on your business we put out videos every single week and by the way if you're on facebook hit that share button right now and uh, leave us a comment down below what you loved about this episode and share it so other people can get some value out of this as well send it to someone if you think they really need to hear the content today and if you're on instagram send us as a dm to a few people so that they also can get the value as well we love you so much we go live every single monday at 12 p.m eastern time we'll see you next time make the rest of your week the best of your week